Hi, I'm Alex Kaola, and you're listening to Intuition Calling, the podcast designed to help you self-actualize. My background as a corporate leader turned professional intuitive and executive coach has provided me with a ton of insight into the process of understanding human potential, growth, and the pursuit of our calling. I believe that in order to navigate our path with confidence, we have to strengthen the resonance of our intuition so that when it calls you, you're ready to answer. Each episode, I answer your questions, either solo or with another intuitive leader. You can write in with your questions to me on Instagram at High Priestess of Brooklyn. Now, let's start our call. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Intuition Calling. I'm your host, Alex Kaola. I'm joined today by one of my favorite people, Kiari Jackson. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about her corporate background, but the session today, the call today is really all about how to trust your intuition in a traditional corporate job. So Kiari is a director of digital and content marketing at JustWorks, and she is a consumer marketing leader with over 20 years of marketing experience at big brands like Converse, iHeart, MTV, and Vogue. She prides herself on her non-traditional approach to creating strategy and credits her success to centering spirituality and intuition within the core of her career. So she said it best, right? Like spirituality and intuition are truly at the center of everything she does. And when I met Kiari, I met her, just I was her practitioner and we really hit it off. We became friends. I love the pipeline of a client to friend. I have had that happen quite a few times. Um, I really enjoy my clients. Um, and And so we really got to know each other in a a different sense and more of a holistic sense, I'll I'll say. And then when she got the job at JustWorks, she pulled me in and I now work with her team. I create content for them. I've done like in-house sessions for her and her team and then other teams at JustWorks. But by and large, Kiari is just like a very authentically grounded and yet very spiritual, very much a tapped in individual. And she brings that whole version of herself to work, which I just think is fascinating. And she is one of those, um, protocol blueprint type of people that made me want to start this podcast to just show really through this conversation and through multiple conversations, like how, intuition can be integrated into everything you do. You don't necessarily have to quit your nine to five and, you know, go full fledged, full force into having an intuitive practice. I mean, you know, which one I chose, (laughs) but I do feel like now I'm getting more to a place where I've truly integrated my corporate experience and my intuitive experience into this like one fell swoop of being this intuitive executive coach. So 
I had to really swing the opposite way to find some sort of middle ground. We actually talk about that a little bit in the conversation today too, just how years of not choosing herself or being more focused on creating a harmonious environment for other people pushed her outside of understanding herself. So now she's more vocal. She's more tapped in and leaned into what it is that is going to be the right fit for her. And she's working on kind of recalibrating that, which has meant that she's swinging kind of in the direction of, uh, of her Aries archetype, which is also definitely a theme in this podcast thus far. Cause we talked about that with, um, Lindsay Simsick too. Um, the Aries North node really be North noting, um, the astrology be astrologing as always. So we talk about, um, her transition into leaving a very stable job that she was at for 11 years, literally like two weeks before the pandemic. It's a fascinating story of, again, trusting your intuition when it does not make sense in the moment, which is truly what we've been talking about this whole time, right? Like back to the beginning, it's not always going to make sense when it's happening. But if you're tuned in, aligned, really coming from a place of understanding what is best for you and your higher self or where your soul purpose is going, then you have to trust. You have to trust that the universe is providing this path and helping you build momentum in the direction of your dreams. So just little stuff like that, <laughs> really just absolute fodder and nothingness and just a little chit chat. <laughs> I, you know me, I like literally just cannot have small talk. I mean, the small talk is like, what is your big three? And like, what is your life purpose? You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, I mean, we answer all sorts of different calls as we go throughout the conversation and just really hop to numerous different topics that are helpful, I think, for everyone to just kind of get into the standpoint of what does it look like when I'm living a totally intuitive, integrated life, but I also have like this traditional career. Uh, We talk about how she redefines success now from an intuitive standpoint, which is a fascinating practice I think everybody can take, especially if you're in a place right now where you're looking to transition in your career. You're not totally sure if you're aligned with what you're doing and, and, or you really want to start to move in the direction of your purpose, which I think gets a pretty lofty lens in society. But Kiari has a wonderful way of bringing things more into a practical, like just there's more authentic grounding that you can do in that process that make it more simple. We tend to overcomplicate things as humans. So I really love her perspective, and I think you will too. So without further, please welcome Kiari Jackson to Intuition Calling. Thanks for being here today. Oh my God, Alex, I'm so happy to be here with you. I am 
in such awe of you as a intuitive leader really doing it in a plain clothes job? Yes. <laughs> like pretending to walk around like a normal human, but inside I'm this spiritual being. Right. Exactly. You have like your Moldavite necklace and you have like your spiritual boundary practices. Um, So you are masquerading as a (laughs) – makes it sound like you're not actually good at your job. You're very good at your job, but you're a divine spiritual being in a head marketing position. Yes. So – I guess like we're jumping right in here, but tell me a little bit more about kind of the process of figuring out that you were intuitive, that you did know that you were a spiritual being and like, were you at work? Were you in kind of a corporate setting at that time? And like, what was that process like? So I've always known I'm a spiritual being. Like, I think it's just something that I've inherently always known. I think there's different phases of it in terms of knowing it, especially as a child, and then forgetting a little bit and getting caught up in the day-to-day of life, and then slowly starting to remember it and slowly starting to trust yourself and that inner voice more and more and more. Um, so yeah, so I've always known I was a spiritual being. I think more than anything, and definitely in 2020 with the pandemic, I made a very conscious decision to learn how to kind of amplify or lean in to what we all have, this natural ability we all have, being connected to source, being spawned from source. Um, But in 2020, I made a concentrated effort of like, I want to hone my craft more. Um, and not to make money, not to be an astrologer, not to, uh, you know, read tarot. I mean, I want to learn those things for myself, but not to like, not necessarily in service of others in that way, but just more to kind of calm like the anxiety and kind of just start to not have to look so much outward for what I know that I'm able to do inwardly. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I love the process that you describe of knowing, forgetting, and knowing again, like coming back to the knowing that you had when you were younger. What did it feel like knowing when you were younger? Just a freedom. Just a freedom, you know? Just like really knowing who you are and not questioning anything and just kind of going out and just being like your really true authentic self. And even in my like 20s, I think I was still exuding a lot of that where I just was like going through the world and not overthinking a lot. And it really got to be when I got in my 30s that I started to falter and it started to get harder and kind of a lot of comparison, especially the field. So I kind of came up in the entertainment business of marketing. So it's a lot of comparison and looking to the left and the right and determining your success based on what you see your peers are doing or what you're not doing in comparison to your peers. And also getting caught up in this kind of very societal cog of like, I need to get this title. I need to be making this money. I need to have this thing. I need to 
be in the room with this person. I need to be networking with that person. It's also exhausting. Um, So you get caught up in that. (laughs) Uh, And I think that's what really led to me kind of putting myself like in the backseat and letting kind of the mundane world and mundane decisions of kind of like ego a little bit get in the driver's seat. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, the pandemic blew all that up. So for all of us. It absolutely blew it up for all of us. But you, actually, let's just get right into the question because I know that you blew things up right before the pandemic. And our question today comes from Caitlin where she wrote, I'm curious if you were scared out of your mind when you left your nine to five job or if you just knew in your heart, it was time. I definitely was not scared in the moment. I actually felt like a cage bird set free. Like I actually remember having that thought. I was like, oh my God, I'm free. Like, oh. And what's actually funny is that I had booked, uh, um, I don't know what you would call it. She's on Instagram. Her name is Amani. She's the hood healer. Okay. I had booked maybe six or eight months prior a session with her and it was on the day that I quit my job. So I quit and I went home and then I had a <laughs> psychic reading. Um, <laughs> and it was amazing. Um, but no, in the moment I didn't have any fear because I let my intuition, my faith, you know, like literally it was faith. I let my faith take over. Like I literally just like surrendered and in the moment when I was, so just to back yeah, up, I the context. had been, yeah, let's get the context. So I had been at this job for 11 years um, and it was a weird company because it operated very much like a small business, but it wasn't. And it was also a very old business. So I'm just going to say it all. The company's name was Music Choice. Mm-hmm. And, Still is. Um, it's... <laughs> still around I don't but without you I mean it may as well just shudder but no I mean listen one (laughs) thing I will learn is that none of us we're all indispensable like a machine is a machine like switch out one body switch in another um how divine and how beautiful and how great the experiences might change but uh but yeah so been there a long time um it was a very strange company in that it was in entertainment but kind of not um It was owned by cable companies, is is owned by cable companies. And so the people that kind of ran the company, it was very yin and yang, very feminine, masculine energy running the company. And for the first five years, I really enjoyed it. I was challenged. And then the last few years, it got really tough. And it was a very toxic environment. Um, Management kind of liked the divisiveness it created in terms of keeping people kind of at each other a little bit, which I didn't recognize right away. It's in hindsight that I recognized it was a level of manipulation and gaslighting in this environment. But, you know, I'm in my boss's office and she's saying these things, telling me who I am. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is not who I am. Like, I know I'm not these things and making assumptions about me. And a lot of it was just fabrication. And I remember sitting there and... It sounds so woo-woo and hokey, but I'm being so honest that I was sitting there and so my dad had passed away maybe like like at that point five years prior. 
And they treated me awfully when my father passed away, by the way. So that was like when the thing started to unravel mm. and I started to like understand a little bit more. And so I'm sitting there and it just felt like divine spirit sank down from the ceiling. And I was sitting on this sofa, staring at my boss, who's second in command of the company. And it felt like this divine spirit came and sat down next to me. and was like, how much more of this are you going to take? Just let it go. Just, just let it go. Mm. You know who you are and you know who you aren't. And it literally, I felt like I was outside myself and just something else took over. And I can only chalk that up to my higher self, divine ancestors, what I call master teachers, loved ones, all kind of surrounding me in that moment. And I cut my boss off from this tirade and she's like, you know, I'm just, you know, we're not happy and we want you to be more aligned. And I said, you know what? If you're not happy with me, you should just let me go. And she said, what? I said, if you are not happy with me, you should just let me go. I said, I'm not quitting, but you should just let me go. And so she just sat there and blinked at me for like, it was like dead silence. And I just felt this moment of peace come over me where I was like, I'm not fighting anymore. I'm not trying to push something or make something happen. And so she's like, well, I I could pull up a contract. And I was like, okay, great. I'll wait in my office. I beelined it out of there. I went into a coworker's office and I closed the door. I was like, I think I just quit. And she's like, what? I was like, or maybe I got fired. I don't know, but I don't think I work here anymore. Um, And, you know, like they took all day and I ended up. So this was February 28th, 2020. And I got basically a year severance package and the next week the world blew up (laughs) so the divine intervention and taking that trusted path feeling so supported to be able to do this thing that logically made no sense yes yes that is intuition and gut and when you when you listen to it you don't really have that fear. I mean, fear came later when like my contract, like my money was running out and I hadn't found something. And I'm like, uh, but in that moment, it felt like a synchronicity. It felt like everything clicked into place. And it just felt like, like taking the best advice from your best yeah. friend and your best friend is yourself. That's what it felt yes. like. Yes. It's like your older sister. Yeah. Came down and was like, you know that you're better than this. You know yes. who you are. And just ironically, the, using the word alignment from your boss is kind of funny. Like you're not yeah. aligned. It's like, right. oh, I'm not aligned with with you or I'm not aligned with You're this. right. I am not aligned. <laughs> I'm not aligned with, with you. this. Yes. I'm not aligned yes. with this. And like yes. to kind of understand from a frequency standpoint, like that that's okay, that we don't have to sit and try to make – ourselves work in a certain environment when it's not working and to sort of trust that if you do let that go, it's our human experience that has created this world where it's like you have to have the other job lined up at the same time as you're doing the one job. And from a corporate standpoint, like that could happen. But if you're sitting in an environment every single day and you're there and you're in the office, right, you're sitting in an unaligned frequency every day, it takes a minute to recalibrate back to 
something that would be aligned, something that you would love. Yes. Yes. And I think, you know, I think a year prior to that, I think Alex, like you and I had done a tarot reading. I think this is like right around the time you and I met. I was looking for answers everywhere. I started going to church. <laughs> I'm not overly religious person. And the the Reverend was like, oh, all new members, write a little prayer card. And I was like, can I have a pen? And I'm like, please pray for me. I need out of this job. I was trying so much and I was trying to do it that way where like, okay, I have to find a job and then I can quit this job. And I kept trying that and nothing was happening. And in retrospect, thank God, because probably during the pandemic, if I had started something new, I would have been laid off with probably very little um, severance. So this really was the best circumstance. And I felt like I just got, kept getting rewarded along the journey, along the path. So reassured um, and kind of reaffirmed that I made the right decision all the long way down to that day, having that psychic reading. And I had like the best reading, like the most accurate reading from like a non, like there was no tarot. There was nothing like that. It was just her talking and saying, tell me nothing. And her saying like, oh, did you just quit your job? Or did you just get fired? Or did you leave your job? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, you're going to be great. Mm. But you're going to have nine months of sitting on your butt. And I'm like, oh God. <laughs> but little did I know that the pandemic was coming. Right. So. And yeah, you're like. It was great. I, yeah. I just can't even. When you told me that story, I was like floored with. This is the best example I think of of really trusting yourself, trusting your intuition. Also what you're describing of having that kind of like out of body experience is. Right. um it's common in traumatic experiences, but it's common in like, we hear it with like near death experiences. We hear it with any yes. of those like really pivotal timeline shifting moments in our lives yes. where we can almost yes. like observe it from the higher standpoint. Like, yes. like your soul in this consciousness went into that higher perspective and was like yes. getting the bird's eye view yes. for. Yeah. It feels like a evolution. And I've, you know, I've, as I mentioned, I started kind of my um, spiritual training, I like to call it, um, or spiritual therapy, but really training, like how to strengthen that intuition within myself. And I really started that in 2020. And this, this work is not for the faint of heart. It's <laughs> like people like imagine like Yoda sitting there all pleasant. It's not that. Like oftentimes I was like crying, screaming, physically expelling things, mentally, emotionally. It's been a journey. Um, Crying, screaming, throwing up. <laughs> yeah. All of those things in this whole spiritual path I've taken. Um, but I can now look back and recognize that that felt like a mini evolution, the way that me being on the spiritual journey and kind of as I've raised my frequency and I've become kind of more tuned with source and constantly learning, um, I recognize that that was kind of a pivotal moment. And so I'm I'm really blessed and thankful for it because I'm in such a better place now. Right. You had a really an opportunity to totally separate yourself from, a, a, let's say, a, a toxic situation or yes. just like a, an unaligned frequency said another way. Yes. Um, so in the process of really getting to know yourself in the space that you had been granted – what yes. did you – I know you were already into astrology, so yeah. what were some of the other things that you added to the mix? And really quick, just tell for the audience, yeah. 
your tell us your big three. Oh, my big three. <laughs> okay, so my sun is Pisces, my rising is Capricorn, and my moon is Taurus. So it's a lot of earthiness mm-hmm. bringing that <laughs> that dreamer. I back swear, down I don't only interview Capricorn placements on this podcast, but we've had three. That's so right, because we have that. In, mm-hmm. Yeah, you and I. We have that in common. Chemo, Jordan is a Capricorn moon. She'll. Uh, so funny. Yeah, it's. But no, we will have other play. <laughs> I just like you guys. I just- Listen, you like what you like, and it's okay. Capricorn's where it's at. So they actually say (laughs) with Capricorn risings, I told Kimo this, but I don't know if we've ever talked about it, that like being ruled by Saturn is like a hard beginning of your life. And then as you get older, it lightens up. Yes. I always liken uh, Saturn to like – I went to Catholic school one year of my life. And like I was like, Saturn is like that mean nun that loves you, but is like giving you the toughest lessons ever. Truly. And I'm like, I kind of hate that bitch, but like I need her in my I life. I can't believe you went um, to Catholic school for one year and it was that formidable for you because I went my entire yeah. schooling and it, I've blo- you did. I blocked it out. I think a lot of it. Um, yeah. It was, yes. <laughs> it was, it was what it was. It wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. The uniform and all that, I hated it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. for a fashion queen to be like in a uniform every day, oh, I pushed the limits. It was really tough. Oh, I definitely pushed the limits. Like I had gotten a talking to a couple times like this. I was like, what? You said maroon, gray, and white. I have that on. Like, (laughs) She's wearing Gucci. They're like, actually, though, we gave you the shirt. Like tie wrapped around my neck or my waist or around my wrist or my ankle. Like I was always trying to do something. Yeah, it's giving gossip girl. Yeah. That's total, mm-hmm. but less fun. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and not a quippy dialogue. Just like this sucks, no. and no boys. <laughs> it was just bad. Totally. Just bad. Totally. Okay. Okay. Back to back to some of the things yes. that you started to to work into different intuitive languages. Yes. Let's call them. Yes. So, um, I would say. At the top of 2020 is when I really started to make a decision. And first thing I knew I wanted to do was find a teacher. And that was interesting. (laughs) I definitely had one woman who was like costing me an enormous amount of money. And she was, she was the real deal, but it just wasn't the best fit. Like I'm very, I come across because that Capricorn rising, very kind of, you know, earthy, but I'm a Pisces. I'm very sensitive and I need an intuitive, sensitive coach. And this woman, this first woman I met with was not it, but we did a lot of work. We did a lot of cord cutting. We did a lot of energy work together. Um, but that wasn't great. Then I booked a reading for Akashic Records and with this woman, Courtney Cook. Yep. And it was really love at first sight, like love at first <laughs> session. Um, so I met her at the end of 2020. So like right when like my contract was getting ready to run out and I was running out of money and um, it, she really was amazing. And so I basically reached out to her. I was like, would you work with me on a more ongoing basis? And she said, yes. And I said, love it. So three years later, we're still working together. Um and I would say since then, I've definitely started to dive more into tarot. 
um, just as a way to kind of help train my trust and listening to my gut. So kind of like, how am I channeling? Um, Courtney's also been great where she's starting to teach me how to access the Akashic records myself. Um, and we've done a little eaching. So I've done a lot of uh, dabbled here and there. Um, one of the things I love, I wish I had brought thought to put it next to me. Um, I have these goddess cards that I'm actually obsessed with. Um, so they're not, a t you don't do it. I mean, you could do a spread with them you, if you wanted, but um, it's kind of what I love about it is that it's not like a tarot. Mm -hmm. It's not like major arcana or anything like that. It's really just goddess cards. And I pull and then I look at the images and I kind of start to kind of create the reading for myself. And then I'll go into the book if I need some guidance. But um, they're really beautiful because I've really been leaning into, I dream a lot about goddesses and different goddesses. Isis is, that's my girl. I was just going to ask you if Isis was coming through because I had a session yes. earlier with Faith who will be on the podcast uh, and we were talking about Isis. It's just like a divine mother archetype. Yes. Yeah. So it's more like a devotional deck where you're going to pull a goddess yeah. to work with maybe that day and or week or... Yeah. Or like if I'm struggling with something, I'll ask a question. It's like, what do I need to know about my shopping spending right now? And then I'll pull a card. What do I need to know um, about how I'm feeling currently in this situation with work? I'll pull a card. Um, so that's how I use it. But yeah. they do have spreads in there. But um, it's really just about how can I start to utilize some of these tools where before I was looking at it to tell me something. More now I'm looking at them as to how to provide a language to what I'm already feeling or like what my assessment is of it. So it's just another extension of myself versus me going to these things like tell me what to do or does that make of sense? Of course. Um, it's basically yeah. taking the intuitive realm and instead of applying a masculine lens to it, which would be like tell me something, I, I desire one specific yeah. answer and – uh, or being like in a seeking mindset of like, tell me, I need, mm -hmm. I need, I need to know. Um, having more of a receptive response, more of the feminine energy of like, yes. tell me, like add something to this experience for me that can yes. help me understand it a bit yes. richer. Yeah, like add a little bit more color mm -hmm. for this to me mm -hmm. um, versus – Read, write a novel for me and tell me the middle beginning. Right. And it's so, a really different, um, it's a really different lens because it's like, instead of applying that practical, um, what we're very used to in our society, you're using it to also open up in an intuitive way to say, yes. help me add more. Because if you're truly working with, um, let's say, Akashic, um, or let's say masters, teachers, loved ones, especially if there's specific ascended masters, I'll take a beat to kind of explain this a little bit more, but usually they do speak to us in a very esoteric way, meaning they don't usually give a straight direct answer. So, um, 
what Kiari is talking about with Akashic Records, and you can, everybody can access them. There's a pathway process prayer that allows you to open up and work with the Akashic Records. Um, So it just requires, again, like a different mindset into how you're going to go into this, essentially like the universe's supercomputer, right? So it's like a library. Yeah. Yeah. And like like an image is um, maybe if you have Harry Potter, no Harry Potter, it's like that that beautiful library where like there's an owl and, you know, all sorts of magical things. It's, it really is like that. So uh, people access them in with that pathway process prayer and then ask questions. For me, I like to use tarot when I'm accessing the Akashic records, Mm -hmm. or it will just happen in a session, meaning like, okay, it feels like we're shifting into the soul of a house, right? So we not we need to get the file from the Akashic records yeah. to see more about like what happened in this house or you know what what's the energy around a specific um thing because everything has a soul, everything has a history, and that's really what you're accessing with the Akashic records. Um, but it could be past yeah. life information and it could even be like yeah. again, like what I said with the soul of the house. Um yeah. I think most people know what tarot is. But tarot is a ancient um, divination tool, and it has all these different beautiful derivatives now. But it was developed in the 1400s in uh, Italy, actually, as Tarachi. And it was a game, but it was a divination game. And um, the tarot, as we know it today, has 78 cards. There's a major arcana, which has like these very powerful archetypes. And then um, the rest of the deck has uh, different suites of cups, uh, swords, wands, and pentacles. And those actually all correspond to astrological um, uh, elements as well. We can go deeper in that in, a, in another in another podcast, but you also said, and then the goddesses. So the goddesses are like these, these archetypes that kind of live in multiple different aspects of the goddess, but like, it could be the mother archetype and like Isis would be the, um, Isis would be the Egyptian version of that. Yes. You could have the crone, you could have the maiden. You could have the mother Mary as the yes. Catholic version, it could be elemental. Right. It could be goddess of water, goddess of animal. Then you're starting to get into some astrology. So yeah, it's it's a wider perspective, um, but it is about tapping into that feminine mother sisterly energy that I do love about that deck. Yeah. I wish I had it so I could show it to you guys, but it's really oh, great. It's I bet. Um, tell me the. Yeah. Just send me the link after and we'll put it in the show no, notes. No. So because I think no, it's no. also helpful to have different decks that we can access when we're feeling different, yes. we're feeling like we need different things, but also so that it's not so tarot has a barrier to entry, right? Where people get a little bit like, I don't know, tarot, and I have to learn this whole new language. But really it's an intuitive language. So there are times where I'm yeah. reading and I'm noticing there's one little piece of the picture of my deck and that's the thing that sparks the divine information and it has less yeah. to do with what that card means in the broad scheme. Right. So, yeah, just to give you a little bit of like a, a an, an entry point, like a goddess deck would be great for that, yeah. you know? 
Yeah, because it doesn't require um, like with the tarot, you want to have a. Sometimes it's better. I mean, I don't. I think you can really start to play with any of these things, just getting them in your hands energetically. But with the tarot, there definitely is a little structure. And with the goddess ones, it's like just what she look like. How do you feel? How does she make you feel? Yes. Um, so I like that there's a fluidness to the goddess deck um, that maybe I don't always feel with tarot, but. Yeah. And each deck has its own soul and personality. Yes. And yes. it will hit you at different times. Like the amount of times I like leave a deck for half of a year and then I'm like, oh, I that's the deck I need to work with all the time now. You know? Yes. Yeah. That's so real. You mentioned asking questions and adding more color in the way that you're working with these languages now, but now that you're back in a position where you're a manager, you're leading a team, you're, um, like we said at the beginning, a marketing professional. Do you use these languages to help you understand what's going on at work? Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And it's so funny because you came in and did the MBA program with my team. And it was very interesting because um, one of the women on my team is an atheist, so she does not believe in any of this. Um, but she was still so receptive and I felt like it was such a great way for us to kind of get to know each other and through that lens. But yeah, I use my gut for everything. It's like my sixth sense in a way, like, which we all have. Um, but I think through doing this spiritual work and really tapping into my higher self and understanding the difference between my higher self and you know, everyday Chiari and how I'm starting to really merge them into one being. Um, It's becoming more and more instinctual where before I would have to try to figure out, I was like, okay, is this anxiety or is this my intuition? Like where am I feeling in my body? That's my big differentiator between. So oftentimes if it's anxiety, it's in my chest where my gut tends to feel a little bit further down and like rooted in me in a way. Um, yeah, every day, girl, every day. <laughs> and sometimes it's like, I have to be careful because I'm a Pisces and Pisces, we love to tell narratives to to ourselves like, ooh, that person is saying this about you or they're digging this about you. So I have to be careful sometimes that I'm not feeding into a narrative around a situation. But if my gut is telling me some information, I'm just going to roll with it. And so far, I've been blessed that it's let me down the right paths that I needed to go. So I love what you said about, is it anxiety or is it intuition? We actually did an episode on that. I think anxiety, anxiety is a frequency. Intuition is a frequency and they're different. And so when you're feeling the anxiety, let's say you're um, feeling into the body, what, what are you doing is specifically if you're feeling this way at work and maybe some quick little check-ins that you do with yourself. So I'm a big fan of crystal work. So I wear um, certain crystals that just kind of resonate with me. Tiger's eye is one where it helps me feel a little bit more grounded in my body because I'm a Pisces and I'm big on empathy. It can oftentimes be hard for me to separate my energy from others. So oftentimes when I'm feeling anxiety, it's actually not my anxiety. I'm just picking up on the vibes around me. So first is identifying, is this my energy or else energy? Once I identify that, 
I, like you said, I kind of put my hand on my chest and I put my feet flat on the floor. Shoes, like still with my shoes on, but I, I try to ground myself physically. I take a deep breath in, slowly out. And I also don't try to run from the emotion. I spent a lot of years trying to be like, stop feeling this way. Don't feel how you feel. Feel better. Uh, distract yourself. And so actually I try to like sink into however I'm feeling now and just feel it. And the more that I do that, the more it dissipates quickly mm-hmm. versus for years, I would just put a smile on and pretend everything is fine and try to erase the feeling or run from the feeling. And it would just exacerbate it in my body even more. Um, and I would get stomach aches and I would get headaches. And so now I'm just like, oh, I feel really icky or I'm having like a little bit of a panic. Where do I feel it in my body? And then often it'll be like, oh, this is what triggered me. Mm-hmm. Okay, acknowledge it. I don't like the way that feels. And then I sit with it and then slowly it moves through me and out of me and out of my field. And so, I mean, not all the time. <laughs> Sometimes it was really big. I'm like, I got to go home. But for the most part, <laughs> I'm like, I gotta go home. I can't. May do this I be anymore. excused from work today? Yeah and, yeah. and by the way, like your mental health is more important than clocking out by a certain time of the day. So if you need a day or you need a moment or you need to go into the bathroom, like I've really just started to feel like I'm prioritizing myself over anything else in those moments. But yeah, I think that's what I try, I try to ground myself. I try to breathe. I figure out if this is my energy or somebody else's energy. And then all of that is actually activating my gut, my intuition to determine those things. So it starts to bring it back to the, like the forefront. And then I'm usually okay. (laughs) It's so, it's such a great technique. And I am envisioning you doing this at the table during a meeting, which no one would know, right? You're doing this internally. You're going inward. Not just look and I'll be like, (sighs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just take a moment. Even just like- People are more distracted. People are looking at you. People are all totally concerned with themselves. That's absolutely true. (laughs) And the idea of even if your eyes aren't closed, just kind of going into like this inward place, like maybe zoning out, picking a spot, kind of letting that dissipate a little bit. Feet on the floor for sure. Yes, that grounding nature. And then I love what you said about usually when I acknowledge it and let it kind of do its thing, it'll leave the field and my intuition comes in stronger. So anxiety can be this wonderful precursor that we do need sometimes to just let us know, hey, you should be paying attention right now. There is something that's not working well for you at the moment. It could be a threat. It could be you just feel out of alignment and just check in right now. Yeah, I think destigmatizing anxiety and making it feel a little bit more normalized has also helped. Like, because I went really my whole life without having a lot of anxiety. So when it started happening, I was like, what is this? Get it. I don't like it. I don't want to have this. Um, And I have it a lot less, thankfully, to the spiritual work I've been doing. But when it comes, I really try not to run from it anymore and just say, oh, hi, old friend. What are you trying to tell me? Like, what's happening? What's familiar? What's an old trauma that's coming up? What's been triggered? Mm-hmm. Um, what information do I need to pay attention to, to, like you said, like what's happening that I need to clock? Yep. Um, 
acknowledge it and then just say thank you and let it move on. And it it does help. It's like a, half the battle is just not fighting. One hundred percent. Yeah, the escapism that we're all really used to. Like, uh oh, I feel uncomfortable. Let me grab my phone, a drink, yeah, a something to eat. Maybe you're hungry. Like, by all means, please eat. But like, just check in. Are you doing that to escape an uncomfortable feeling? Is that like your comfort to yes. distract yourself? Well, you said this before and it really resonated is that we are not comfortable being uncomfortable. And this is something you said to me. And I was like, that is so real. And I think we have to get more comfortable and not feeling great all the time. That's not, I feel like we've all been sold a bill of goods, like that life is supposed to be this linear way. You're not doing great unless you're happy all the time. Um, Like it can't be sunny 365 days out of the year, 24 seven. Like you need the rain, you need the clouds, you need like, that's where the growth happens. Um, And so I think this, you know, I've really been diving into this idea of happiness and what is it. And the more I dig in, the more I'm like, this is a whole scam about this idea of happiness. Like, uh, I don't know if I buy it. Like, um, I think happiness is something that's constantly, it's like waning and waxing. You know, it comes in, it goes back out. And I don't, you know, I think I've just been really playing around with this idea of what is success, what is happiness, what is fulfillment, and kind of rewriting these things for myself mm-hmm. versus living in these definitions that have kind of been handed to us by what we read or what we see. Yeah, totally. Like this ability to see happiness is if we've zoomed out for the whole year, how often did we feel joy? How often did we feel love, support? And if we're in a state where that's an 80%, great. If we're in a state of 75%, great. If it's a 50%, great. You know, like just kind of acknowledging it and not judging it. I agree with that because sometimes when we judge it, we, we do that thing where we're escaping it and it just will come back around, especially if we're not acknowledging something. Yeah. You know, I mean, the real trip is when you realize that it's all happiness, fear, anger, joy. It's all part of the path and the path is happiness. The path is fulfillment. I think we just need to rewire how we define some of these words. But yeah. um, to me, true happiness is just living the full human experience. Yes. Which is divine, right? So you're alive, right? Anger yeah. shows you that you're yeah. alive. You care about something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sadness. And there's a beauty in anger. Like, I love it. Like, I feel fired up. I'm like, oh, I'm passionate about something. Uh-huh. Like, there's a little joy in that. Like, when I'm like, I don't know, maybe well, I'm. You have Aries Venus, right? Them. So you do love a passion. I got a lot of Aries in my chart. Uh-huh. So, you know, I got that Viking female warrior. <laughs> thing going on. So I'm like, yeah, let's battle. Right. Um, You don't shy away from conflict, which I really appreciate. You're very, um, you're, you're right. You're, that's Aries, the honoring the self. I think we need, you know, people like you, 
Kiari is a really great example of someone who owns Aries energy very well, which is the North Node in our sky right now. So for the yes. next like year, we actually need to see more representation, especially of strong women, especially black women who are like, I am this way and I'm not going to shy away from who I am yes. to make sure that you feel comfortable, Libra South Node, yes. right? Like yes. Yes. if it's right for you then it will have to be right for everybody around you. Yes. And I spent many years being scared of confrontation or conflict when really it's not really confrontation. It's just owning my truth and speaking up about it. But for years, all through my childhood, all through my 20s, 30s, I definitely wanted to be everything to be copacetic. I wanted everyone to like me. I wanted everyone to get along. I wanted to have no conflicts. And it just got to a point where I was like, this is not working. <laughs> like this is, it's, it's exhausting to try to make everyone happy and you can't. So now I'm just really honest, but it's actually a point where I'm like, am I too honest? Like I will say the thing. And sometimes I'm like, Kiari, just calm down. You don't have to say everything, <laughs> but it feels really good. <laughs> well, what you said uh, as has a lot of merit. You spent a lot of years not doing that. So you need yes. to course correct and spend yes. maybe a bunch of years doing more of that end of the, seen it out yeah, that end yeah. of the spectrum. I, I think that, that it's recalibration, right? Like we kind of have to run yeah. really far sometimes in the opposite direction to find some sort of middle ground eventually. Yeah. And I mean, I think at the end of the day, intention is a lot, is important of how it's fueling whatever you're doing. And so my intention is always to not cause harm. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's been my savings grace so far. Right. Where I've not fully spoken and it's like not completely like open mouth, insert foot yet. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> you said something earlier that you said your intuition has allowed you to redefine success. Mm, yeah. Tell me more about that. So before the pandemic, I spent a lot of time worried about, I need to get promoted. I need to be at this level. I'm at this age. All of my friends are now VPs. I need to be a VP. Oh, this woman at my job just got promoted to senior director. I need to be senior director. How much money are they making? I need to be making more money. I need to have have this plateau. I need to be hitting this in my life. I need this to be happening by this age in order for me to be successful? How much money do I have in my bank account? Like, it was just so exhausting. And so when the pandemic hit and all that kind of went away and I was just sitting and I'm like doing things like everybody else, like baking and, but also doing the spiritual work and sitting with myself, which by the way, like I, the pandemic was hard for so many people me personally, it was one of the best years of my life because I am a hermit. And so it was like all hermits were allowed to be hermits and you had no risk of FOMO because everyone's in the house. So it was like, for me, and I understand it was a horrible year for so many people. And But for me, it was really um, an amazing, blessed time. But it really started to shift and I started to kind of think about, I mean, just look at how nobody wants to go in the office five days a week anymore. 
it's not comfortable being stacked on the train the way that we used to. Like, looking at how we all existed, especially in New York City, for years. And I'm like, how did I do that? Five days a week? Like, that's mad. And so those old habits, as well as like the bigger things that I was kind of chasing after, all shifted and changed for me. And I really started to try to figure out, like, what do I want? Okay, I want an environment. I want to work with women. I want to be doing something tied to passion. Yes, I, I like money and I like things. I like handbags. I like, you know, I like these things. But um, I'm no longer interested in being a, you know, VP, SVP, EVP uh, on this board, uh, I, that stuff just doesn't interest in me anymore. I really am all about how can I be, to use your word, aligned in the environment that I'm in? How can I be having a positive impact? How can I be making the world around me better? Even if it's just within my small little circle, how can I be adding and not subtracting? Um, and those things are kind of what became the barometers of my success now. And so, That doesn't mean that I'm always happy in every situation, but I don't know. It's just, I'm no longer kind of run by those things, you know, like, yeah, it feels very freeing. I really love this as a practice that everybody can take away because it's so powerful for your career to take off in a more aligned manner, taking that time and saying what's important to me and really removing titles from that, money from that. Yes. Um, yes. Even like industry specific things, which I think a lot of people yes. get really hung up in and realizing that none of those things are going to make you happy. And yes. it really does come down to what am I doing every day? Does it feel like really aligned with what I'm great at? Do I feel like I'm getting a lot of reward from that? I love what you said about wanting to primarily even just work with women and having a woman, yeah. uh, all female team and having that yeah. be something that like brings you fulfillment, right? And bringing other people into the fold. And um, I love what you said too. I want to always be adding, not subscribing not subtracting, you know, that is really a wonderful way to look back and say, this could be applied to multiple different industries, jobs, titles, money. Uh, You could be an entrepreneur. You could work in a established company. It doesn't matter. It's less about the external markers of success and much more about, am I doing something every day that like really fulfills me? Yes. And it's so interesting. So, you know, I started 2020. I had quit. I was sitting at home. Money was running out about November. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And I'm like meeting with you and I'm talking to different people. And I'm like, what do you see? What do you see? And, you know, I was really focused on like, what do I want? I was like, I want to work with women. I want to do something in fashion. I want to just really be fulfilled and happy. And I want to work in a really happy environment. And then I got two offers, um, one with one company that I don't want to name, which was a lot of like similar to what I had done in Music Choice, but it was like, it felt so familiar. And then I had this other opportunity with Converse to be a contractor with them. So work for a year, have no direct reports and just help them be more streamlined. 
and not have any reviews, not have any real deliverables, just help the team be managed. And I was like, I'm going to do the thing that feels weird, the converse thing. And it was, I was on an all-woman team. I was working in fashion. I was trying something new. It was a huge learning curve. I doubled my salary, doubled my salary. Um, So it just felt like, ah, this is what happens when you listen to your intuition. You are rewarded in ways that you never really dreamed possible. And you know, I stayed there for a year and then I um, moved on to Just Works, which is working with entrepreneurs, especially minority entrepreneurs and founders and helping kind of create moments and pass the mic through working with Just Works to highlight queer, black, female entrepreneurs and owners and how to help them fuel their business and right size their business. And, you know, it's a B2B. I had never done B2B. I'm, I'm a B2C girl. So, it's been, and again, double my salary again. So <laughs> she just feels <laughs> like I'm getting the six, the 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 monetary success that I was chasing after, in a very sidelined, unintentional way. Like right. it's just been the money's been a blessing, but it's not what I was basing decisions on. I was really basing decisions on where I wanted to work, tied to purpose and alignment. And then all those other trappings fell into place. So right. it's it makes a difference. It makes a huge difference because you're those things that are important to you, you're saying, I ended up getting them in this roundabout way that I could never have human brain anticipated and just allowed those things to come in. That is a perfect example of letting your intuition lead you down the path and trusting that it's all going to work itself out at the end of the day, full circle. And like, I, you know, chasing a little bit here, a little bit there. Yeah, of course you could get there, yeah, but, right. but the path would maybe feel disjointed, rocky, um, not easy, displeasurable. Yeah very arduous. And I would never, like, this is not the trajectory I would have chosen. I would never have been like, oh, okay, I'm going to go after this job at Converse. And then I'm going to go work at this. Like literally these things came to me through networking, but also in a way kind of, I mean, I can't say it enough and it sounds so hokey, but like faith, if there's something about it, it really is stepping into the unknown, but trusting that there's solid ground underneath you. And I would say everything from 2020 has been really me kind of listening to my intuition and gut and then pairing that with decision making and logic, all the things my Capricorn and Taurus love, Um, but leaning into that Pisces energy and that dreaming and that manifesting that dream and trusting that like that the road that I'm going down, it might seem wonky and weird and not what I would have laid out, but it's gotten me to where I wanted to be and needed to be. So yeah, yeah, there's nothing to do except to do it. You just gotta, you just gotta take a chance and listen to yourself, take a chance on yourself. You know, I love that. Yes. Very cool to see how every different experience has given you a different version of what is important to you. And that's the thing that when you are really acting from this aligned place where you understand yourself, you know what your energy 
is, is not. You're very anchored and rooted and grounded in this is what I am great at. This is what I don't want to do. And you just allow the things to step forward because you want to be in service. You want to work. You want to be in this um, space that the right thing will come in where you can truly serve in the best capacity, reach the most people, have the biggest impact. And you're in that space right now, which is just so cool to see. And as your friend, of course, I love to hear that you're doubling your income every freaking time. That's well, I want to say doubled and then increased. It's not two double doubles, a but double, it double, a double, a one not- double is 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 a blessing. <laughs> but definitely not where I started. And you know, you see those uh, memes like, "Don't forget, five years ago you wished you will be where you are," and I'm like, "That's so real." Like, it's so real, but it really comes from a level of faith, surrendering, and just listening to yourself and. I know it sounds like such a hallmark, no. and I'm and all these people that might be listening that are like, "Well, okay," but it's really real. Like you're yeah, living I, it, I, though. I just feel like I'm you're yeah. not saying it like a platitude. You're saying it like this is my lived experience. Yeah, I, it's real. Mm-hmm. I I want to go back to something you that I'm just curious about. Why didn't the teacher work that? you had originally, and we're not going to name names, but I'm just curious because I think I want people to get into a discerning mindset when they are going into these intuitive modalities because you can find practitioners. Now there's many more, especially after the pandemic. So like what was not aligned? So I went through a few, Um, some on social media, some, and this woman I was meeting with in person and she was recommended through a friend um, I don't know. We just, she just wasn't for me. And she was very expensive. You know, at that point I just had been in a car accident in the 2020. And so I was having a lot of anxiety around this car accident, not recognizing that even the way that this accident happened energetically, it was impacting my field, which my later spiritual teacher guided me through and healed some of that. Um, like where, cause a motorcyclist ran into me and hit me and just the trauma of that. And she was just very like, it's going to be fine. You stop worrying about it. Stop worrying about it. And again, it was like feeding into old language and old behavior that I wanted to step away from, which is dismissing how I really feel and sitting with it. And she wasn't really, um, she just doesn't find her to be very patient. I didn't find her to be helping me figure out how to learn myself. She was very much like, well, I went and did this meditation for you. I cleared it out of your field. It's fine. And I'm like, eh, uh, what does that mean? Yeah. So it just felt a little too, um, not what I was looking for. I really wanted somebody that was going to work with me and help me understand how to find those answers and, yeah. and kind of like strengthen my inner muscle. So yeah, you just have to really discernment is such a big word. This is a new word for me because judgment is one of my like generational traumas and triggers and understanding the difference between judgment and discernment, especially as a woman, mm-hmm. where I think we are often chastised for being discerning. Um so yeah, really getting comfortable with what's for you and what's not for you and being like, yeah, I don't like this. I'm out. (laughs) So, um, it was a good lesson, but yeah, it was just not a good fit. Yeah. 
Um, thank you for talking about that a little bit more. I think it is helpful. Just like with therapists, this is sort of yes. the same thing. Nobody knows yes. you better or knows more than you do. They're just helping you yes. maybe get into more of alignment. They're accessing a skill set that is something they've honed and learned to help you, but it is never from a standpoint of like, I'm better than you or like a hierarchical yes. thing or there shouldn't be any um yeah I think the co-creation is important too to kind of show oh, your yes. work and show somebody how you're getting to that answer and like helping them maybe understand a little bit more um and teaching is is a different skill set yes. as well so yes. um and not for everybody and it definitely does require some patience um, so yes and that was one of the things I really wanted to do I had been years prior working with a very traditional therapist and it got to a point where there were things that she was saying she was she used to call me delusional when I would speak about my intuition or my spirit and it just got to the point where I was like I don't think I'm Delulu I think I'm trusting my gut and I need a different therapist like she would be like that's delusional thinking that that's meant for you and I'm like no, I don't think it's delusional. I think I'm listening to myself. Um, and in retrospect, you understand the difference of finding the right therapist that's aligned with how you think through the world. And so, yeah, that was a big one too. And discernment versus judgment is a great um, reframe yeah. too, or just understanding kind of the difference, discerning being, you know, having a critical lens, you know, maybe questioning the information that's coming your way. I love to give people the lens of discernment when you're on something like social media, especially yes. if you like tarot and you like the spiritual talk, yes. right? Like when people are like, Hey, what does it mean that I can't tell you how many times people come to me and they say like, Hey, I got served this um, reading that said that my ex was coming back or something like that. And is that yeah. true? And it's like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, you know, like what kind of state were you in when you were getting that information? Were you in a very right. like grounded anchored place? Like what Kiari was talking about and when she, where she goes in the meeting or were you in a seeking anxious state? where anything would quell that, right? It's another version of, of an addiction of, of the escapism to, to help the mind feel better about what you feel right now, which is maybe being uncomfortable that you're not in that relationship anymore. So it's a lot more complicated than just, you know, um, being served something that's for you, right? Um Good old TikTok. Good old TikTok <laughs> for the uh, for the win on that one, and then yeah. judgment. So we talked about judgment earlier, where Kiari started to think about what she was doing in her industry or in her career, rather, and coming from a place of judgment. If I'm not here, then that means I'm behind. You know, it's judgment is a lot more. You know, I think of the image of like the judge, where it's like you're either good or bad. It's it's very black and white type of thinking um, versus discernment has a lot more facets to it. Um, but you also said that there's something with judgment that you're trying to move away from because that feels like ancestral or inherited trauma. Um, yeah. Can you talk more about that? Yeah. I mean, listen, I just come from a judgy family and judgment was how we showed love. Um, my dad, who was 
in so many ways, my like my first soulmate. I loved him dearly. We were two wackos together, silly together. But he had a lot of judgment about me, and he framed it as, "Well, I want the best for you." Um, so judgment about my how I looked, judgment about my weight, judgment about how I sounded when I laughed, judgment about um, things I wore, needing to be perfect, needing to look a certain way. And then you frame that with being a black woman and there's a, a, another level of needing to kind of achieve perfection and be liked and be, you know, valued and get the pat on the head from the boss and the validation. And so it's all wrapped in how am I judged? How am I viewed? And, um, you know, it's like that old scale, like I was weighed and I was determined I was valued and constantly putting myself on the scale to be weighed by whoever it is that wants to do that. And so I spent a lot of my life rebelling against that, gaining a lot of weight, not being happy, but like, hmm, you said, I'm going to get this if I gain weight. Let me show you. Like, it's a lot of... Um, so like me recognizing the history I have around judgment and how that's always been wrapped up in love and I can do that to other people in my mind and I do it to myself the worst. And so really starting to like understand the difference between judgment and discernment because I would accept a lot because I would confuse discernment with judgment and I wouldn't want to be judgy to someone when really it's just like I'm having like impressions and I'm coming to a formulation about something, which is not judgment. So that's been like my little like lesson in this life is learning the difference between the two. Mm -hmm. But yeah, judgment is, is a hard one for me. I think a lot of people can probably relate to judgment being framed as love or, you know, yeah. judgment even coming from a place of love. Yeah. Love isn't always uh, unconditional. There are often many conditions placed on the love that we receive from a caregiver, um, the love that we can then receive from anything from romantic partners to our bosses, right? Like, and what we continue to accept. This is kind of cool because it's full circle to when you finally left music choice and having that um, realization that like, no, this is not love. This is yeah. abuse or whatever word you would yes. put on it. And this is not something yes. that I need to take just because somebody did show me gracious love at a different point in our relationship, yeah. right? Yeah. And also understanding that because I equated judgment with love, I attached myself to environments and relationships where that was the formula. Um, I think of one relationship where he was so judgy, but I, that's love. That's how it shows up. And so that's what it's supposed to be. Or I'm in this work environment and I'm constantly being judged and assessed. And one day I'm doing great and the next day I'm doing terrible. And so now I got to do these other things. It was feeding all of that old triggers and trauma and historical kind of um, language that I grew up in. So like for me, it felt perfect until I started to understand that that's not something I wanted for myself anymore. And that's when I started to get out of alignment. Mm. And um, yeah, so it's a lot. I, I really like the idea of realizing that your alignment before a, a pivotal point like that could be in with 
fused with judgment or fused with something that we would say is not ideal for our higher self, but how we can get so far out of alignment, but we think that that is true and right for us. It feels comfortable. Mm -hmm. It feels familiar. It's what I'm used to. It's the water, the temperature of water I'm used to swimming in. So to me, I'm like, this is great. I'm, I'm in an environment where I get to show and prove that I'm worthy and I can constantly, and I can do this. And the first, first five years was great. And I was showing it and I was getting all the praise and then slowly it started to change. And I'm like, wait, this is not, wait, wait, what do you mean? I'm not great. What do you mean? I'm not what you want me to be. So yeah, it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's cool Mm -hmm. to hear your perspective on it and just to help people really see what it's like to trust in an environment that is potentially filled with a lot of people who are aligned in a way that they're not even aware of. And what does it look like to face that as someone who has done a lot of inner work and has seen the reward of that? And how can that create ripple effects that look very different in a traditional corporate setting and what could that look like for the next generation of people who are going to going to work right yeah I think it's just coming down to like choosing yourself and to trust your gut and to trust your intuition is to choose yourself over reason over facts over data (laughs) Um, listening to yourself and trusting yourself and, and understanding, like, again, that word discernment, um, and do it in little ways to you build up a strength to do it in a bigger way. Um, no, I don't want to actually go to that restaurant. Let's go here. Or no, I don't actually want to do that. I want to do this. Like, um, my gut says to turn a left here. So I'm just going to do it and see what happens. Like, I think there's just those little things that you can do to strengthen that muscle. But, um, it really is each of our magic power. We all have it. Yeah. I mean, no better way to close up shop than that. It was so perfect. You're the best. Thank you so much for coming. You are the best. Thank you so much for having me. This has been the best conversation. As always. Um, As always. And I'm going to link to uh, how people can find you and connect yeah. with you. Um, if you all need any. I would say spiritual guidance for the corporate realm. Like, yeah. Are you open to mentoring? Like what? Usually I I, I link to to practitioners, but like you work, you get I'm just a normal girl. Normal, anything but normal. (laughs) Normal. Um, uh, But yeah, no, I'm always looking for friends. I love to shop. I'm a fashion girly, um, but I'm also a spiritual one. So yeah, look, hit me up on Instagram. I'm taking a little Instagram break right now. I'm I deleted Instagram and TikTok. Good for you. From my phone because it was causing me to overspend and overshop. So I'm like <laughs> taking a break. Um, but you can find me on the gram. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed, please consider subscribing and or writing a review on the platform you listened on. And if you know someone who would really benefit from this episode, please share. 
All resources discussed will land in the show notes along with our socials. And until next time, talk soon.